Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Two Guys with Four Eyes, the podcast that takes you back in time to discuss the movies of yesteryear. I'm your host, Robert Hollister, and with me always is Ben Palmer. Big Ben Palmer. Now come with us down under as we take a walk about with Paul Hogan and celebrate the 30th anniversary of Crocodile Dundee. All right, Ben. So in the news this week, uh, I saw and you saw as well that they are going to be following through Amazon as in they will be following through with the Tick television show. Tick talk. It's about time. (laughs) It's time for Tick talk. (laughs) Time for some Tick talk right here. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. No, actually, Tick has been a recurring uh, every subject in the episode. Near, not nearly. So yeah, we'll we'll just have the segment (laughs) Tick talk. But uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited, and I'm happy that they're going to be going through with it. Um, Yeah. Like I said, it was the first episode was really good. Uh, I liked it, so I'm happy to see that uh, more will be coming, and I'm excited to to have some Tick talk in the future. Yeah. Now you haven't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to have to watch Tick in order for us to have this Tick talk. Yeah. Well, I will once it becomes a show oh okay that's true i'm yeah. watching uh, i'm watching venture brothers now yeah i told you that uh last week or whatever. how far into it are you i'm in the middle of the fourth season did you catch i don't remember when it was but the uh the scooby-doo episode yeah oh my god yeah it was pretty good me it and was... caleb were talking about it last night and yeah how, like how creepy they all were and... mm-hmm. yeah of freddie and yeah. like uh yeah he's like it's 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 like he's got them kept like captive yeah <laughs> and like freaking uh like the Scooby character, yeah. and the Shaggy, and he's like he's like the only one that can hear him or whatever talk. And it's well, it, apparently they based all of those characters off of like um, old like serial killers and stuff. Oh really? Yeah, and um, Son of Sam or whatever, he mm-hmm. had the dog tell him to like oh, kill yeah. people. Oh yeah, okay, so okay, okay, yeah, you're that's right. That's who uh, you know that character was based on. And oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah no, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I like how they uh, you know, they have the the Scooby Doo gang. Uh, then they also have like right. the, you know Johnny Quest type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Adventure, I think, is what Johnny Action. I'm sorry. Yeah, Johnny Action. And, uh, and yeah, they have so, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. The you know the Doctor Strange character, which yep. uh, speaking of Doctor Strange, ah, it's coming soon, right? It's not soon enough. Like I said earlier, man, it looks fucking great. Was it November that's coming out? Is it? Yeah, I think it's sometime in November. Uh, let me. So that's look, coming look, up. Look soon. I'm I'm excited for it. I don't. I wasn't at first. You know, like I mean, I was okay about it. You know, it's it's. You know, Doctor Strange, not really a big fan of Doctor Strange. I don't really know too much about him. He's got mystic powers, and he's got broken hands. They don't, look, they don't look broken in the movie. He breaks them. You saw the trailer, right? He gets his hands all smashed up in the... Uh... Yeah, but you know, Cumberbach didn't act it out, you know. November 4th, which is actually coming up sooner that's than... real soon. Real soon. That's like... That's like... That's like just like a month. And that's it, dude. Maybe like 10 days away. I'm not very good at math. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited about that. That'd be good. I will see that in theaters. Um, oh, we're, also, we're gonna see it in theaters. Oh yeah, and we'll probably talk about it on the show, but not review it though, because we don't talk about new stuff. We talk about old stuff. Now, also with uh, with Doctor Strange coming out in theaters, uh, I saw that Fox and IMAX have set a uh, put a deal together, I guess if you want to call it, uh, to release more of you know Fox's movies, because I guess IMAX and Fox have a a thing? A thing? They got a little thing? I didn't know that, but apparently they do. So, uh, what? Yeah, so they're so, trying to make it an open relationship now? I guess. Well, no, they're just, they're making it, yeah, they're letting, letting the world know, I guess. Or maybe the world knew. We just, I just found out. And that's, now you just found out because I just told you. 
it is. I didn't know that at all. I, I also never go to IMAX movies. So. I haven't. Yeah, I've never. I've been to one. I've seen one movie. In, I've seen two movies IMAX ever. Uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, uh, that's a good one. It was. Yeah, it was pretty good. Not the movie, but it was. <laughs> you know, it was nice to see it. You know, on the big screen. And then I saw uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the yeah, Dark Knight Rises. I saw uh, that one in uh, in IMAX. Yeah. How was that in IMAX? Same as a normal theater, I imagine. Amazing. Yeah. Because. But not because of the IMAX. Maybe because of the IMAX. You notice, like, when it does the, uh, you notice when they use the IMAX cameras. Right. You know, you like it really pops at that point. You know, but um, but no. So IMAX is gonna be releasing uh, a couple movies. Uh, the the next Maze Runner, which I haven't seen any Maze Runners. I haven't don't either. plan to. Are uh, those are like teen movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Young adult. Yeah, but aimed, otherwise aimed for otherwise teens, known yeah. as teens. I think. Teens. Yeah. Tweens. <laughs> Here's a uh, here's a 32 year old playing a a guy in high school. Yeah, uh, he has a backpack on and a five o'clock shadow. He's supposed <laughs> to be 17. That's I mean, you know what is this? What is a Spider Man? <laughs> Get out of here, Toby. Uh, no, but uh, and then apparently also with that and part of the deal is Maze Runner, some other movie, uh, untitled, future Fox Marvel movie. Right. It said Predator too. Right? Predator, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What is this? A new Predator? It just said Predator. Yeah. So is it? What if they showed the the original that, Predator? That's what I was hoping. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, they're just gonna re-release Predator in I, IMAX. I'd go see it. I'd see it. That's yeah. gonna be coming around to like some sort of anniversary at some point, right? It has to. That's, yeah. Right. When did that come out? Eighty something. Late eighties. Yeah, it would probably come out like eighty-seven. At which point next year's gonna be the thirtieth anniversary, and then uh, yep. release it in IMAX, and then you know we can go see Arnold and all of his. Yep. All of his glory. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> they got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> the worst Arnold ever. That's great. What else we got? Um, you were talking about Thor earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, the director, I don't know his fucking name. Uh, uh, it's the guy that directed um, What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just watched that little clip of um, what Thor was doing during... Uh, Civil War, and you know it cracked me up. So, oh, and also saw that uh, Jeff Goldblum's in the movie. Who is Jeff Goldblum gonna be playing? Do you know? I have no idea. Um, but now I, my hopes are a little higher because I've never been really a fan of a uh, Thor. Carl Urban's in it. He's playing Scourge. Huh. Well, we got huh. Valkyrie. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. And you know it'd be good to see Thor. Thor's okay. He's a good character. I don't mind him like when he's with the rest of the team. Yeah, I just think that he alone though. No. Well, I think they were taking they were trying to take his movies a little too serious, especially mm-hmm. for the rest of the Marvel universe. Yeah. It's all like comic based essentially. Sure. So he was kind of this weird like sore thumb. And of course, when they wrote him into the Avengers, they gave him his funny lines and whatnot. But sure. As far as like you know, his movies standalone. I ugh. I like the first Thor movie. I, really? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, for what it was. Yeah. Well, it, did it get, I mean, it was an early Marvel film. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it was, was right after the Hulk, right? Uh, no, it was after. Um, I want to say it was after Captain America, right? Or was it after uh, Iron Man two? I don't know, but it was around the same time. Yeah, it was one so, of the I early mean, ones. Yeah. I mean, even like you go back and look at. I mean, shit. You look at Captain America: First Avenger. Uh, that's a piece of. Gar- I mean, it's, it's garbage. It's, it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to. I mean, yeah. You know what? I like Marvel, but I mean yeah. they 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 had some hiccups along the way. Yeah, Iron Man was great, you know the first one. Uh, Iron Man two was not so 
great, you know. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 was Ooh. terrible. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Captain America vs. Avenger. When it came out, I thought it was really good, but then, you know, you put it, I mean, you compare it to, like, Civil War. Yeah. I mean, it's it's night and day, man. <laughs> you know, and, like, and Thor hasn't had the opportunity to have that. Like, they put Thor by himself in his movies. Right. Which isn't fair to him. And so, like, to have him in there with Hulk and, you know, whatnot, that I think will be good for his character and also give him something to, you know, it gives you a little more familiar familiarity, yeah. you know, in the in the Marvel world, and actually like ties it into it too. So right. you know, there's that because everyone else that's in, I mean, the, you get the Warriors, the Warriors three, they're great, cool, but they don't they don't tie into the rest of the Marvel cinematic universe. You know, yeah. they're their own things. You know, so but I do like what this guy's done uh, as far as like uh, what we do in the shadows. That was great. Um, and then his yeah. little uh, short that he did with uh, Thor. What if, what if the whole movie was documentary style? <laughs> it's so awkward. Uh, yeah, it would. <laughs> what if it's like, what if they do go Planet Hulk, but they make it like, uh, the, it, but imagine because it's like Planet Hulk, so he's like a gladiator, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like all like uh, game show type, you know? Like imagine that scene from uh, episode one, right? The Padre scene. Oh my God. But imagine that for like an hour and a half. I don't want to imagine But instead that. of, you know, pod racing, it'll be giant aliens in the Hulk fighting. fighting. Yeah. yeah. Thor sitting on the sideline, just cheering. Do you think they could bring in, because I know in the in the comic books, they had uh, Silver Surfer. He came in. Uh, uh, Fox owns him, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he does. But it, in the animated version of Planet Hulk, or he does, Fox does own. Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. Fox Mulder <laughs> owns him. And so... Uh, but uh, in the animated uh, version of Planet Hulk, they brought in uh, Better Ray Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they could use... They could. They could use, I'd like to see some... Uh, yeah. You know, you could throw in, like, those... If you have a whole planet of aliens, like if they do the Planet, planet Hulk storyline or whatever, um, you have you can just throw in these characters, you know? And they don't have to have, like, any backstory or, like, really even get into it because, I mean, no one's going to really care. I would like to see Better Ray Bill, but... I don't need to know everything about him. Right. But that's enough about that's enough about Thor. Anything, that's enough about that's Thor. That's enough about Thor. Uh anything else you want to get into before we get into uh get in get get get, get into it? We're getting into getting in? Oh we can get into it. We can sketch on in it. We got I feel like we should have gotten some fosters. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> that would have been appropriate. Uh so this week, Ben. What do what are we talking about this week? Well, we all know what we're talking about. It's in the <laughs> title and I already mentioned it. So we're gonna be talking about crocodile dundee. Which, by the way, uh, once again, a little, uh, little, gonna put this out there. The show is a big spoiler, so if oh, you shit. have not seen Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> don't listen. And if you have seen Crocodile Dundee, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I've never seen the movie in its entirety. I had seen like some scenes, um, but I had never seen it from from start to finish <laughs> until today. And boy, let me tell you, it it's ag- a roller coaster, man. It's- yeah, it sure is a roller coaster. If that roller coaster. It's the little kid roller coaster. It just goes in a straight level plane <laughs> in a very wide yep. forgiving circle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all right, so I made the comment to you earlier when we were talking about it and mm-hmm. I said, "Ah, I couldn't tell you one thing about the plot. I don't remember the plot of this movie." Right. And then I we I yeah. speculated. And I mean, I was sort of right. Now that I've seen it, there's a reason I didn't remember the plot cuz there there isn't one. There is none. Can I? Do you want me to break it down real quick? 
break it down. All right, I'm going to break it down real quick. Real quick. Okay. Real quick. So, uh, news reporter Sue is... Re- Hottest piece of ass in New York State. <sighs> according to her father. <laughs> <laughs> She's over in Australia covering some story uh, when her boyfriend... Uh, Richard wants her to come home, but she says, no, wait, I have to stay longer. There's a man who got his leg bitten off by a crocodile and survived, and I have to interview him. He runs a uh, touring service called Never Never Tours or Walkabouts or whatever, Yeah. and I have a meeting with him. I'm going to go see him. Yep. Richard says, fine. Go do it. Get the story. He also pays for her to take a helicopter over there for some reason. They have tons of money. I know, but isn't she just bleeding the newspaper dry at this point? Like, I mean, apparently it started selling a lot of copies once she started writing about this guy. A lot of hard copies. Right? Well, that's all they had back in the day. They didn't <laughs> hard copy. Remember that show? Yep. So, <laughs> all right, to knock it out real quick. So she goes, meets with Michael J. Crocodile. Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. Yep. I put quotes up around Quacodile. Crocodile. <laughs> uh, just so you know. Quikey. His name's not really Crocodile. What's a J stand for? Did they ever go into that? It's probably Johan. Jules? It should be Jules. Yeah, right? So he goes by McDundee. We'll call him that from now on. Or I doubt we're going to call him Crocodile. We'll call him Paul Hogan for all we fucking care. He's fucking Paul the Hulk Hogan. So so she goes, meets up with them, and then they go out on in their excursion yep. uh, into the wilderness where she learns that... He didn't get his leg bit off. He didn't get his leg. Oh, yeah. She realizes that he didn't get his leg bit off. That it's all just a story. He got bit by a crocodile while he was possibly poaching them. Yep. They never never really get into it. Never get into that. Um. So, so they go out. They're out in the wilderness. She learns that she can't be on her own because she's a woman. Uh, then she, Because she's a Sheila. She's a Sheila. Exactly. And so she uh, she has some conflicts out there. He has to kill an alligator for him, for her. Uh, yep. They run into some actual poachers that are killing kangaroo, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later. Then that's part of my crack the can. Uh, so there's that. And then uh, she has uh, feelings for him for no reason uh, and decides to take him back to New York, Yep. which, by the way, this is now halfway through the movie. And then he comes to New York, fish out of water. Yep. Um, they continue hanging out. They go to all these parties. Really no story at all. He's just uh, floating around New York. Just floating around New York. And then um, boyfriend proposes. He decides to leave. Uh, Crocodile Dundee yeah, decides he, to leave. He's like, screw this. I'm out of here. Going on a walkabout. Going on a walkabout, mate. And uh, she finds him. Yep. Then they kiss. Freeze frame, the end. Literally freeze frame. That's the movie, right? They didn't even kiss at the end, by the way. Oh, they I'm hugged. sorry, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's it, that's right? It. That's the entire movie. She just goes to Australia to f- Picks tell the up. story of him, takes him back to New York, and then that's it. Yep. Like there's no, there's no antagonist. There's no conflict really. Nope. nope. Besides little minor conflicts along the way, but even then, it's not like it's no. nothing that isn't resolved within five minutes of the movie. Yeah, and, and like I get like he's supposed to be like this awesome badass, and I guess that's the point. You know, here's the thing. Because, okay, now this movie is written by Paul Hogan, Hogan. right? Now, see, it makes me wonder, right? Just wrote a story about he, himself, and just some Australian being super awesome. And that's it. 
And yeah. And then no one said to him, no one bothered to say, hey, Paul. This movie makes no fucking sense, Paul. Well, <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, is there anything I'm missing on this or? No, that's, that's literally the story. That's it, huh? I'm taking a picture of this. Okay, go ahead. We can that way. Yeah, you'll, you that way. You viewers, viewers at viewers? home. Well, you listeners can be viewers if you check out our Instagram. Yep. At um, the two guys. Whatever. We'll talk about it later. Um, shameless self promotion. Shameless. Hey, we have to. But uh, yeah, that's a movie, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a movie. I read he was a truck driver before this. I thought he was a comedian. No, he wasn't even an actor. Well, he, he had acted a, in commercials. Well, he had, a, he had he had the Paul Hogan show in like the early '80s. And uh, that's a that was that's what he yeah, did. He did like um, some, a series of commercials that I read. Here, here's the tagline for this movie, by the way. Oh, you ready for the tagline? The Wizard of Oz hits the Big Apple. What? Yeah, Oz A U Z. Oh, like Australia. Get it? The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really dumb. Uh, so yeah, what was uh, you know Paul Hogan? By the way, I was looking up other things he had written uh, and done. Which, by the way, it's all the same movies: uh, Crocodile Dundee one, two, and three, and then also uh, 1994's Lightning Jack. Remember that movie with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Oh my god! Not, I mean, not really, but he wrote that. <laughs> yeah, and he started it, obviously. Yeah, of course. That's all he did. Let's break it wide open. So when Sue goes to meet up with uh, his 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 partner um, Walter Walter, yes. Walter Riley, uh, he mentions so you're you're prepared and okay to pay the two thousand five hundred dollars to go on this like trip or whatever, and she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Which I mean that's 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 eighties money. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of money. Twenty five hundred bucks in the eighties was yeah, it's a substantial amount of cocaine you could be buying. Yeah, I mean that's. For what? To sleep out on the, on the dirt for three nights? Just walk about, you know. I didn't walk anywhere. So, <laughs> so there's that. And then he, he obviously he had embellished the story of him getting attacked by the crocodile. Right. It was just like a little scratch on his leg. He could have fallen on his bicycle. He could have cut himself while he was drunk. Who knows? But uh, it's that giant ass knife he carries around. Yeah. Right. Uh. So, so there's that where you know they're obviously just trying to get money from her and they're happy about it. Yeah. Uh, and then when he he doesn't know how to tell time by the sun, but he pretends to yep. to make himself he look good. Pretends to shave with his knife. Right. Even though he's using a razor. Uh huh. Yeah. But see then. Oh, and I'll, yeah, they find the bullets in the boat. So is he a poacher? Is he we a poacher? Don't, we don't know. I think he is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but then he's but then he's also a super badass simultaneously while pretending to be a super badass. I don't know, man. Like, when he meets up with his tribal buddies and he tells her she can't come, she points the camera at him and he just looks at her. Yeah. Like, from across this field. Uh-huh. And she's like, how'd you know? Or, and are you, are, you, are you psychic? Yeah. Is that what she asked him? Yeah. And, it, it, well, you know, and he just does all these badass things. Like, he can, he catches all kinds of shit, like fish and iguanas and kills right. that giant gator that he, tries to fucking murder. Yeah. When... What is she doing, man? Yeah. Like, so, if you're in the brush... You're in the brush. In the bush. Oh, the bush. Sorry, not a brush. You're in the bush. Um, He leaves her alone. Oh, it's when Sheila decides 
she doesn't want to be a Sheila. Yeah. Her name's, her name's not Sheila, but I'm calling her Sheila. Yeah, okay. Because she is a fucking Sheila. Yeah, because she claims that, you know, she's, she's like, I could do it. She's trying to say to him that she knows what it would be like to be, she's, she thinks she understands what it's like to be out there alone, and mm-hmm. she can imagine what it would be like. And he says, uh, no, you wouldn't last five minutes. And she's like, well, I'll show you. Yeah, and so then she leaves. She goes off on her own, yeah. So he just stalks her. Creepily. Very creepy. Like, yeah. Like, so... Yeah, and so then she's by herself, and she's like, oh, I've been walking, it's hot, strips down, and then... To her super awkward bikini, or no, one one piece. Monokini one piece. It was the 80s, man. I don't, super, I don't try and... Super thongy, yeah. right? That thing came up to her shoulders. Oh, yeah. Her asshole was eating it. Oh, it's weird. It's munching down. So. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's just in the bush by herself. Strips down to that, and mm-hmm. then walks over to a fucking body of water with lily pads and vines and shit. Yep. And decides she's just gonna splash her face off, and then get some drinking water. Oh yeah, and fills her canteen up. Yeah. Like, okay. uh, I don't know. And I of just... course, uh, like a fucking dude, the gigantic gator. He was huge, dude. I mean, it didn't scare me because I'm a man, but I'm sure it scared her because she's a Sheila. Fucking Sheila got scared, dude. She did, man. You see her face, and then he just jumps out of. The bushes and just stabs that thing right in the head. Right in the head. Right in the head, and that's it. Proving, like I said, that women are no good in the wilderness. Way to go, eighties. Way to hold them down. Yep. So Sheila's he can't do anything. So he is proficient as far as like that kind of stuff goes. Right. But then he's not in other ways. Yep. So does he's he also, lie? He's also great at bar fights. He he's, knocks that one guy out in one hit. He knocks many people out yeah. in one hit. <laughs> he does. He's really good at punching people. Uh, <laughs> Not even fighting, just punching one time. He's no good at fighting. He fights at the. Uh, he fights oh, those yeah. three guys, and he he gets uh, he gets knocked down. He gets hit in the face. Yep. He gets to get saved. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. Any good things? What did you like about this? Did you like anything about this? Some of the humor actually hit. Like, yeah. There were definitely parts I laughed at. Like I don't. Just you know the classic like fish out of water once he once he comes to New York yeah okay like some of the stuff was actually like kind of funny yeah when he's trying to figure out the bidet yeah the yeah bidet that was pretty good scene was good yeah, the even like the escalator you yeah. know uh you know when he grabs the the transvestite's dick yeah yeah that was a good scene that was that was good stuff man and uh, you know like you know even making comment like. Oh, so many people live in this city. They all, you know, so close together. They all must be so friendly. Like not having any idea of like you know the outside world. Yeah. There's some good parts like that, but then, but then it just gets ruined by a lot of bad stuff. And do you want to get into that bad stuff right now? Um. Yeah. All right. Uh. So, and we like to call this segment "Cracks That Can." All right, Ben. You want to start off? Yeah. Sure. So, of course, the movie had a lot of cheese and it had a lot of problems. Also, had a lot of good things. Um, so, I only wrote down a few little moments that really bugged me because, you know, as we said, like overall, the movie is pretty pretty shitty. It's really not. A, it's not. I wouldn't say it's shitty. It just. It's not well. It just. Put I would together. say. I would just say it exists. Yeah. <laughs> like it is. All right. So anyway. Here's what my first one. Okay. So your classic scene or quote from the movie that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. That's not a knife. No. This is a knife or this whatever you know. And he pulls it. Yeah. So pretty much they're standing outside of the hotel. A guy comes up, asks him for a light, and then he pulls out a switchblade and he says, "And give me your fucking wallet." Yeah. And you know, 
And she's like, give Sue, me Sheila. Yeah, give me Being a typical Sheila. Give me your wallet. Yeah. He's got a knife. Yeah, yeah. That scene. Yeah, that's not a knife. This yeah. is a knife. So, of course, the joke's there. The scene was written around that joke. I feel great. like we're just butchering this quote, by the way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking <laughs> We're ready. Paul Hogan, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I know you're listening. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. He Googles himself every day and finds this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Um. So, anyway. Yeah, what's your problem with this scene? My problem, I, don't, I don't have any problem with this scene. My problem with this scene is the way it plays out. So, the mugger... Is holding a knife to him. Sure. And she's like, oh, give me your wallet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Fah. And he reaches and grabs this fucking gigantic Bowie knife. If you're a guy holding a knife to someone, you're not going to let him just whip a giant knife out on you. So then he whips the knife out. So that's whatever. I was like, all right. Worst mugger ever. Sure. <laughs> and then he just stands there and lets Paul Hogan fillet his fucking jacket. His sweet Michael Jackson jacket. Yeah. He literally just stands there. And lets him do it. Yeah. I mean, terrible scene. Man. I'd be it was I, fucking terrible. Look, man, I'd probably piss my pants if Paul Hogan <laughs> pulled a giant fucking blade on me. All right. And I imagine that he's probably not wanting to, you know, the mugger probably wasn't trying to like, you know, resort to violence. He was probably just using intimidation. But when he was threatened back, right. I mean, how are you gonna react to that? A lot of muggers and burglars and stuff they don't want to hurt, kill, injure. Do you know this firsthand. I am a professional <laughs> and burglar. I, I, and I never want to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone. I just want to take your stuff. Just give me your stuff. Just give it up. <laughs> I, most I don't even carry a weapon most of the time. Is that your is that your voice? Give it up! <laughs> just give me your things! <laughs> Come on! Stick it up! <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I'm not a mother, <laughs> but I could be, and you'd never know, so I do now. Watch your backs, America. Backs. Um your collective back. So, all right, we'll trade off. You okay. Give me, uh, give me one of yours. So, okay, so we, I mentioned that... Uh, so, one of the few conflicts in this movie um, is, I guess, like a moral conflict. Sort of like when they're in the... Did you say a mortal conflict? A, a moral a moral <laughs> conflict. Mortal conflict! No, moral <laughs> conflict! So, when they're out and doing their walkabout thing, and right. um, they come across... Uh, a group of people that are out there just shooting at kangaroos. The poachers. The yeah. poachers, yeah. They're shooting kangaroos. And but right before this, Sue asks uh, uh, McDundee, Crocodile, whatever. He she asks like you know like what like what are your opinions on these things? Like you know what do you care like what do you care about type thing? He doesn't seem to care about anything. Right. She like, asks him about nuclear war. Yeah. Like you know arms race. He's mm-hmm. like arms race. He doesn't care about shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, like who? What about the Aborigines? Like, you know, should they and the people, the people taking their land? He's like, well, the, they don't own the land. Which well, actually does make a good point with that, you know. Yeah. Like, no one owns it. You know, these rocks will be here like when we're long gone. So why bother about why bother arguing about who owns it because it yeah, owns yeah. us, you know, type of thing. Which was I, I thought was pretty cool, but but he he seems to have like no like real like moral grounds or like standings anywhere. No yeah. real moral opinion. So when these poachers are shooting the kangaroos, and she says to him, uh, "You know, well, what do you, you know? What are you gonna you get to stop them?" And he says, "Well, there's no crime against it. It's not against the law." Yeah. And then you know, she kind of gives him a look, and he's like, "Ugh." And so what he does, what he does, <laughs> is he picks up a dead kangaroo. Yep. And he holds it up in front of him, and in front of like in front of himself. Yep. And then the poachers they see this and they're like, "Check out that kangaroo!" And they go to shoot it. But then they say, look out, 
he's got a gun. And then he just starts shooting at these poachers from behind this dead kangaroo, yep. holding it as if it's his own private murder puppet. Yeah. And it's just, and she's okay. She's, she's like, huh. Yeah, it actually you know? charmed her. She was yes. like, oh, wow. She's like, she's smitten by this, like, Way to you held that dead. Why don't they eat the kangaroo? By the way, you turn that kangaroo into a fucking Kermit the Frog, like just <laughs> yeah, just straight right? up like just... wore it like a muppet, dude. <laughs> Was he inside of it? <laughs> <laughs> what if he just split it, split it like a tauntaun? Tauntaun just, just fucking... climbed inside and just. <laughs> Started mowing down these poachers, but no, I just it was just it was just she was okay with it. She actually liked it. It was not okay. And then, by the way, that was the end of them, the poachers, I guess. Yeah. So that's the end of that oh. conflict. I thought there going to be a further conflict in the movie, but nope, nope, nope. Because we had it. we had run into this guy earlier in the at movie the bar. at the bar. He got, yeah, he got one hit KO'd. Yeah, which by the way, this guy, he was given Crocodile Dundee, he was given Crocodile Dundee shit about being. A, a poacher. A poacher. Yet yeah. here he is out in the out, out in the bush. Just, which, by the way, how'd they get all the way out there? Because they had to take a boat. It doesn't matter. And then there's out there in their trucks. It's the bush, man. There's multiple ways around shit. I guess you're right. What else you got? All right, I was going to bring up the Carl throwing the boomerang thing, but... Oh, uh, we should probably mention, when you say Carl, yeah. that uh, this movie, of course, makes a special appearance by Carl Winslow himself. Carl Winslow. His name's obviously not Carl Winslow. I just looked his name up. Or Al from or Die Al. Hard. Yeah. yeah. He's Carl Winslow, man. Everyone knows him from Family Matters. Family Matters, yeah. But his real name is, his, his actual real name is pretty cool. It's uh this is cool as Reginald Vell Johnson. He played Gus in this movie. Um yep. he was a driver. Yep. So he was just another he was just another character in uniform. Yep. Just like when he was character in uniform in <laughs> Ghostbusters and Al character in uniform in Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Yep, and, and then character f- in uniform and the entirety of Family Matters. That's and then he was. Did you know he was in a recent episode of uh, It's Always Sunny? Was he? Yeah, he played I a. I was. I think I might have watched the episode, but uh, yeah, just this year he played a judge. Because he plays judges a lot too. By the way, <laughs> he just uh, you know. he's just a man of authority, except for when he's a driver in this movie. But anyway, so you're gonna talk about it, but why I was not? I was going to. But this, all right, then so you, the scene. But then you realize it's an awesome scene. <laughs> it's not awesome, but I don't. It's the 80s. Like, I didn't really think about, like, every 80s movie has these fucking ridiculous, like, action scenes that don't make any sense. Yeah, where they have, like, that, like, uh, that, that, that thing that can't be a weapon but becomes one right. type thing. Yeah, it's like a Jason Bourne movie. Like, everything's a weapon. Um, but anyway, yeah, so there's a, uh, you know, there's a, a fight. Paul, what do I, I just want to call him Paul. You can call Paul, him Paul. Dundee. Uh, Mick Dundee, Paul Hogan. He's getting his ass kicked by these three guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, Carl just mows a guy down with a car. Yeah. Just runs him over. Yep. And gets out, and and the back of it is back back with. Do they still make those antennas? Like the antenna is shaped like a boomerang. Oh, that was like a spoiler type thing. Isn't it? Isn't it? I think it's an antenna. Like limos have them. Like a. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, they still. Yeah. Yeah, they still. So he rips it off and chucks it like a boomerang. Yep. Not like. Like, he chucks it, and it is a boomerang. Yeah. And clocks this guy down the alley. Pretty sure he kills him. <laughs> Probably splits his fucking head open and well, he could... bleeds out in the alley. Well, you notice, like, because it, it cuts to the scene of them looking down at him for a very long <laughs> time. And, and just he's just chatting up. He's yeah. just motionless. Yeah. And it's, I'm pretty sure he's dead now. Yep. So, good for that. 
Pippa yeah, Gus. so I was gonna bring up how ridiculous that was, but mm-hmm. it's whatever. That that doesn't count on my crack the can list anymore because it's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, the more we talk about it, the it's more I... badass. But I wish it was Dundee that threw it because he's from Australia. It's yeah. a fucking boomerang. Maybe it was written for him, but they needed Carl Winslow to have a badass scene. Do you think maybe there's like an extended cut of this movie or like maybe scenes that weren't shot where maybe Gus and uh, McDundee maybe kind of were more buddy buddy? Think uh, Chris Rock and uh, Chris Farley and Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, he makes, he helps him become like a, whatever, he teaches him some ninja ways. Maybe he was teaching him some ways of the, uh, of, of the, the Bushmen. Of the Aborigines. Because, you know, he does believe that he's a tribesman, you know, simply because he's black, you know, which it's the 80s. It is the 80s. fine. You got to let stuff like that go. Yeah, you can say things. You can be like that. You can just be. Women are Sheila. Women women are Sheila. So you mentioned this, this crap can moment. You mentioned this already. When they're at the bar and uh, he's he's trying to seal the deal with this fine piece. And it turns out it's actually a man. In, uh, in drag. Yeah. And so he doesn't believe this when he's told by his compadre. Yeah, he's like, hey, man, that's a dude. That, that's a dude. And yeah. he's like, no way. Or Is no. That how he said it? No, he's, I'm sorry, he'd be more <laughs> like, I, I, no way, mate. Uh, right? God. Why are we so bad at Australian accents? No, man. <laughs> so bad at it. Crikey. So he's like, crikey, <laughs> crikey, no, no blooming way. <laughs> No blooming way. No blooming way. So he, in order to find out for himself, he just goes over and just gooses this person. Yeah, just grabs the dick. Just grabs it. Yep. Grabs the dick. And what's he call him? What's he call him? A bag of bastards? What? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when he grabs the dick, yeah. the, you know, the, the tranny runs out. Like, sure. And everyone in the bar just starts laughing. Uh-huh. And he's like, you all knew, you bag of bastards. <laughs> Which is a great line. Why, yeah. is, this, why is that in your crack the can moment? You don't like that he just grabbed that dude's dick? No, it's just like, you know what? I just thought it was uh, insensitive, man. It was the 80s. We were just talking about this. You're right. Everything's insensitive. Yeah, the like... guy even actually, as the tra- training ran out, the, his cab driver friend's like, it's a fag. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it was the yeah, 80s. And, and you can like, say Jesus. things like that. It's crazy. Yep. Like, you don't, I mean, do you, do you hear that kind of talk in movies these days? No. Nobody says fag in movies anymore. Should we be saying it? Well, we're we're quoting the movie. Yeah, you're right. We're not just then. I'm not calling you a fag. Jeez, man, you're getting close to it. <laughs> getting real close. <laughs> you're on. You're on. You're this Ooh, close, man. Pump the brakes on it. You're right. All, All right, right. So moving on. My yeah. last one is gonna, I think, bring us towards the end of this anyway. Okay, great. Because it's the end of the movie. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, All right. So really, the entire ending is a crack the can moment. Oh yeah. Do you want to just recap the entire ending? Maybe. Go for it. Okay, the night after Richard proposed to Sue and McDundee decides that he's going to just get out of town, Yeah. Uh, he he checks out of the hotel, and he's not answering any of his calls, so uh, Sue can't get in touch with him, and he decides that he's going to leave the hotel and go on his own little private walkabout through America uh, type thing. So the doorman uh, tells him, you know, two blocks down the way, you get on the subway, and you take it down to Grand Central, that'll take you anywhere you want to go. And he says, great, cool, whatever. Yep. So then five minutes later... Sue shows up looking for uh, McDundee, Crocodile, and the doorman says, hey, uh, just two blocks down the way. <laughs> just uh, two, two short blo- blocks. Two short blocks down the way. He's he's going to get on the subway. You better hurry. So yep. she starts on her way. She's wearing heels. So she starts on her way down 
to the subway station. However, midway through her voyage, she has to kick her heels off and just run. And she doesn't run two blocks. She runs probably like two miles. They, they literally don't stop cutting. They show her run over two blocks. And then she finally gets down to the platform of the subway, but she can't get across because there's too much of a crowd waiting to get on the train. Yep. Which is when she has a conversation through uh, two different gentlemen to get McDundee's, Michael, yeah. Crocodile's attention. And confess her love. Confess her love. Tell him that she's not married. She's blah, not going to marry Richard blah. and that she loves him. Yeah. So he hears the news and he's like, oh, you know what? Tell her I love her. Actually, I'll tell her myself. I'm coming over. I'm coming over. And so. They wrote the scene where the entire subway is so packed that not a person can walk through a crowd. It's nope. that packed. Yeah. Never seen that before in my life. Nope. Uh, but anyway, that's how they wrote it. So it was like, okay. Like, you mean you've never seen it in real life? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been in a crowd I've, I've where... I've been to New York subways. and Yeah. I, I just don't believe that's possible that you can't maneuver through a crowd. You're Like, if you're one person... One person in a sea of people, you can get around in it. You can get through it. Yeah. But he doesn't have to get through it because he what, Ben? He just fucking gets hoisted up by everyone around him. Mm -hmm. And he literally just starts headwalking. Yep. Headwalks all the way across the fucking subway platform. Like, and no one has a problem with it. Nope. They're encouraging it. They they smile. They're all cheering as he's going across. And it, it literally zooms in on him stepping on people's fucking faces. On their heads, yeah. And they're just... They're They're loving it. Oh, no, no, go, man. But, like, here's the thing. If they're all so happy with him stepping on them, why don't they just move out of the fucking way? (laughs) They can't. There's no room. And wouldn't it be like, look, hey, man. Hey, hey, stop stepping on my head. Why don't you just, like, lay on your back, man? Yeah, crowd surf. We'll crowd surf you, man. Yeah. You don't have to headwalk like an asshole. Yeah. And he's wearing boots. That's not good for anybody. It's not good at all. Horrible scene. So, but he does it. Yeah. It's dumb. It's so dumb. And then he jumps down, everyone's cheering, and they hug, and you freeze frame, and that's the end of the movie. Now, it's the second time, by the way, in this movie that he is shown to be unable to maneuver through a crowd of people. Because there's that scene earlier when he's trying to get down the sidewalk, and he has to end up climbing up on top of the trash can, and then he gets a ride from a horse cop. Yeah. Stupid. He, He can't. Crowds of people, his only weakness, I guess. He can kill alligators left and right, but he can't. He can one-punch anybody who comes across. He can, man. He should just knock everyone out as he's walking. He just punch his way through. That's what I would do if I was him. But, hey, you know what? I'm not, and I'm glad because he sucks in the end. He doesn't know what a bidet is, and he looks old and craggly. Old craggly. He's sun-weathered, man. He's actually Australian. Yeah, I know. He looks like like he's made of leather. Did we cover it? we cover all the bases of this movie? I think so, yeah. You want to go ahead and give this, uh, you want to go ahead and rate this thing? Uh, I'm going to say don't. Yeah, I'm going to say don't as well. It's... And it's not like a hard like never watch this. But yeah, it was not... a, it was not a fun. We literally were watching it, and I'm like, how fucking long is this movie? It felt forever, and it's only an hour and a half. Yeah, and it felt like it was just going on forever. The pacing is fucking terrible. Well, because it doesn't. It there's doesn't, no climax. It doesn't lead to anything. Yeah, it doesn't. There's, there's no. There's no conflict. There's no re- resolution because there's no conflict. No. It's just this shitty sort of love story. Like, I thought maybe there'd be, like, some problem between he and Richard once Sue decided to leave Richard for him. But, but you never even see Richard. You don't even... Nope, that's it. She's just like, 
so like I said, it it's a don't. It is. <laughs> it's a movie that exists. It's, it's a, whatever it is. It's 100. also 30 years old. It's 90 97 minutes of stuff. It's 30 years old from yesterday. Yep, yesterday yep. was the 30th anniversary. So congratulations, Crocodile Dundee, for being 30 years old, spawning two sequels, and for having no fucking story. Yep. There it is. The golf there it clap. Is. There it is. All right. So that about does it for us. Uh, you can find us on wherever you found us, which, uh, you know, let us know how you found this. If you're listening, that'd be good to know. Uh, that'd be exciting. But we are on uh, Instagram. You can find us at uh, Two Guys of Four Eyes. We're also on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Two Guys of Four Eyes. And uh, YouTube at uh, YouTube.com slash whatever it is. There's just, just search two guys with four eyes. We show up. Um, do we? Are we like the first thing that pops up? You, we do. We show up. Two wow. guys with four eyes, and we're the first result. There is a video actually called Two oh, Guys with Four fucker. Eyes. Uh, but yeah, we show up. Our channel shows up like right away. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So, so just search for us there. Uh, you can find us. Anything you, you know, check it out. Uh, like, subscribe, share with friends, family. It's the secret monsters that hide under your bed. Yep. Uh, imaginary spacemen that live in your brain. Do you have those too? Don't we all? Holy shit. Oh, God. Well, let's go purge ourselves of these crazy men that live inside of us. That's true. Uh, thanks for listening to a bunch of Sheilas. <laughs> G'day, mate. <laughs> oh, God, we're terrible at it. We're fucking <laughs> terrible at it. Yeah. <laughs>